Welcome to the Spoutcast, where we spout off the news to those who drink from the well. My name's Jane Fawcett, and alongside me is dodgeball champion. Oh yeah, Ben Wolbert. Ben Wolbert. <laughs> two and oh. Two, two and, and right oh. now. Man, it feels good to be on the top, doesn't it? it? It's you know started you know started down there, and now made yeah, it to the top. Yeah. Started Sounds from like the bottom a song I've heard. Um, so <laughs> tell us about dodgeball, Ben. It was pretty good. It was like really intense. Uh, it was really fun. Um, I like used to play dodgeball at camp and in high school played dodgeball. You know, every kid plays dodgeball. Sure. And uh, they just have like a little f- few rules that like didn't really get until the second or third round. Like and so that they didn't communicate? They were, yeah. So like they were just kind of assumed rules, which they were like really basic standard like oh you need to check the ball like you have to tap the ball on the out of bounds line and like when you go out there's a specific spot you're supposed to stand to like go back in and you know didn't know those rules but now i know and the more you know and we're two and oh so far so so. did you get called out for throwing a ball you didn't check almost i like i was walking up to throw it and then your teammates yell at you check the ball so okay um yeah it was a lot of fun though my body was like I feel like I used muscles that I haven't used in like years or something and I was sore for literally four days that's like after dodgeball that's how I would feel um when broom hockey season would start back up after oh yeah at Hume where you'd like use so many stabilizing muscles that you don't use on a normal basis that you like you literally feel like you don't want to move your body at all I had a few awkward moments where, like, you know, you can, like, go to try to catch the ball or dodge the ball. So there were a couple times where I was aggressive and went for the catch, and I'd, like, knock it up in the air, and then it's, like, floating away. And so I, like, fall on the ground trying to catch it and, like, land weird and don't catch it and just, And then you were out. And then I was out. What else did you do this weekend? Well, it was a fun weekend. I, I went to the batting cages. Not not my batting cages. My long lost love of the batting cages, at Blackbeards. Not your batting cages. No, what do you mean? You need to go to Clovis Bicentennial. Oh, is that, are those yours? You own those? Uh, the Fawcett batting cages. <laughs> <laughs> I like those batting cages. Yeah, I uh, I went to Blackbeards and we did like six or seven rounds, and you get like sixteen pitches each. And my hands haven't like swung a bat in a while, so yeah. like it was blister city after that. Did you wear gloves? Um, no, I wasn't smart. I didn't wear gloves my first time, and I've worn gloves ever since. Yeah, I should have thought through that, but I mean, come on, you played baseball for how many years? A long time. Jeez. And we we also played mini golf, and that was Man. fun too. Jeez. I learned something this weekend. Black Blackbeard's mini golf course, in my opinion, is way better than Boomer's mini golf course. I've never. I don't been know to if that was common knowledge or not, but Black. Well, there's all there's also like three different courses that you can do oh. at Blackbeard's. You have options. Wow. There's like themed. Like, do you want to do the pirate one or do you want to do the? No way. Whatever the other ones were. We, we should take a spout cash trip to Blackbeard's. Yeah. Record while we're playing mini golf. How <laughs> we're that we're in the batting funny. cages. <laughs> um, so we got a good show for you guys today. We have. Well, I won't tell you about my weekend. Oh, <laughs> that's okay, Ben. We could just Jane. talk about you for the whole show. Whatever, Jane. What did you do this weekend? I mean, did you have like some sort of shindig going on or like something like that? I did. Um, I helped um, my friends TJ and Layla Granada with their car show thing. TJ and Layla have been on the show before talking about. Hot Rod Coalition that they do car shows during the spring and summer and fall 
mm, pretty much every season except <laughs> winter. Um, so they did a little dinner thing that sold tickets and a lot. Um, I think it was like 75% of the proceeds went to Heinz Hospice. So it oh, was really cool. cool. Um, a lot of old men and a lot of old ladies dressed really fancy. Oh, wow. And a lot of cool cars. And uh, one of my good friends, Allison, came into town this weekend, too. Oh, cool. So we watched a really good movie. Yeah? Yes. What was it? Gravity. <laughs> it was It was really good. It is. I've seen it as well. started I, out slow. We were talking earlier about how this movie, without giving any spoilers away, like it's the kind of movie where you start watching and you're kind of curious, like, oh, this feels like it might be a slow movie. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like 20 minutes later and it's yeah. over. And you're like, what happened? Right. It went by so fast. It went by so fast. <laughs> so It was super good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Did you do anything else this weekend, Jane? <laughs> I did not. Okay. <laughs> just want to make Thanks sure. Thanks for asking. Just make sure we get just through Just a little that. bit of schoolwork, but yeah. who wants to talk about that? Yeah, that's boring. All right. We got a good show for you guys today. We have, uh, we'll be doing sermon discussion after this. PJ brought the message from Ephesians chapter three. Yep. Um, and then after that, we'll be talking with Andrew File. Producer Andrew Producer File. Producer Andrew File. I who, think this is like his eight or ninth time on the show. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a frequent He's uh, a seasoned guest. guest. Seasoned guest. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna show us what it's all about. So he'll be on the show to talk about um, what's been going on in his role at the well and things that are coming up. So um, our band or our music that we're listening to, I'm really excited. I've like literally been listening to them all morning. Oh. It's the band called Citizens. Some yeah. of the songs that they have are songs that we've done at the well, and then there are a couple other ones that I uh, personally liked. So. We have a song um, that we play after the before and after the service on our on our iPod loop. Oh yeah, by Citizens. Oh. They sound super Mumfordy. They do sound a little Mumfordy. They're the band from Mars Hill, right? Maybe. I don't. I know. think they are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll take that as a as a yes. Yes. All right. Well, that said, listen to a little bit of Citizens, and we will be back. chapters of Genesis and you're already hooked. You get to chapter three, everything falls apart and you're like, what's gonna happen now? How are they gonna fix this? What's gonna happen? And, and it's not really said. You see a little glimpse because God kills a couple of animals, gives them some skin to, to, to wear and you go, oh, there's some kind of death. Does that mean anything? I don't know. You keep reading and you see God instituting all these rituals and all these things about death and sacrifice and all these laws in your life. And for a while you read and you're like, okay, that must be it. That must be God's answer. It must be doing all these sacrifices and these rituals and following all these laws. And then you see Jesus and you turn the page in the New Testament and bah! His life and his death and his burial and resurrection, you're like, oh, I missed it. 
oh, I get it now. Those weren't it. They were just pointing, all that stuff was just pointing to him. The mystery revealed. There you have PJ bringing the message from Ephesians. He's a very uh, animated, animated communicator. He's super animated. Very engaging. I like ah. PJ a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a clip that he just kind of laid out that. Um, that 75,000 foot view of the Old Testament and leading to the mystery of Christ mm -hmm. there um, right at the end. And um, it was an interesting message in that I felt like it took a little bit of a different perspective. And just that idea of um, the thing that that grabbed me the most was we the idea of a mystery. And he talked about um, like, you know, back when he was growing up, Darth Vader being being Luke Skywalker's dad, like that was the mystery. That was like the plot what? twist. Well, sorry, spoiler alert, Jane. Oh, great. <laughs> sorry if you're going to go back and watch all this. <laughs> so we like, we all now know, like it's just obvious, like, oh, Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's dad. And to look at something with like fresh eyes in a mm -hmm. sense is really difficult in some contexts, mm -hmm. specifically with like um, scripture. And so this idea that knowing that what has been revealed to those who are followers of Jesus and like this mystery of Christ, you know, we see it as sometimes, oh yeah, you know, obviously, mm -hmm. but that it is still completely a mystery that hasn't been revealed to so many people out mm -hmm. there. Yeah. I think even as I go through residency, like seeing how Jesus ties back to the Old Testament, like mm -hmm. it still blows my mind. Yeah. Where I look at like, I don't know, so many things where... um where he, there was one point where he was like, ah, he's the lamb. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was that point in residency where we talked about like that process of sacrificing a lamb and how like that whole process is like exactly timelined hmm. the same way when Jesus came yeah. and like seeing that those things play out and how intricately like our Bibles are that like everything ties back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Everything like points to Christ mm -hmm. as our savior. And, um, it's just so crazy to me. And even like some of the stuff that we've been talking about with like, um, Jews today, like how they don't see Jesus as the Messiah. Mm -hmm. They think like, Oh yeah, well like he could work out. Like he does. Yeah. It does seem like he fits the mold or whatever, but I don't know. We'll see. Like mm -hmm. they're still not sold. And you look at it and you go, it is right in yeah, front of you. Yeah. And like, you know, your Bible a lot better than I do. And like, it is right in front of you. Yeah. So those when, things are cool. And when you see it from that angle, it's obvious. Like it makes sense that, oh yeah, this, it is like a mystery to them because yeah. we think, oh, it's right in front of you. For sure. Um, and that like leads perfectly into like what this passage is talking mm -hmm. about that we have been entrusted with that. And he um, he gave that cool story at the beginning of his message um, with the, his brother, his brother who's 10 years older than him, and he had a, uh, a car and a, and a motorcycle. And 67 Mustang. Was it a 67? 65. I was going to say. 65. My, I, I thought it was a 65. Convertible, actually. Today. Yeah, red. <laughs> red. Hey, we, you want to one-up me we, one more? Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what did he have an encounter with? A bus. A bus. <laughs> So PJ gave this story of uh, his older brother, who's 10 years older than him, had a, a, mu a Mustang and a motorcycle. And when PJ was going into his junior year of high school, you know, got his driver's license, his older brother entrusted him with this car and said, you know what? It'd be really cool if you were able to drive this around your last two years of high school. So yeah. here's the keys. Take it. Um, you know, this is your ride now. I'll just ride my motorcycle yeah. around. Um, and... 
it was just this, uh, I think PJ expressed this, this uh, weight and excitement of you've been burdened with the responsibility, but mm-hmm. also excited with the opportunity of totally. it. So like there's both that you have responsibility in it, but you're excited about it because it's something that's so cool to you. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, my first car in high school, you want to know what it was? Yeah. Sophomore year of high school, 1975 Chevrolet Nova. Ooh. No power steering, no oh, power okay. brakes, no yeah. air conditioning. Uh-huh. Um, it was a tank. Actually, me and all my siblings, uh, that was our first vehicle. Oh, really? It was a wedding it. gift to my parents. That's awesome. And so, like, it kind of, we learned on that. And so now That's we appreciate awesome. all those. The newer all the All the perks of having nicer yeah. cars now. <laughs> so... I thought it was cool, just the, that idea of being entrusted with something um, and and that being the mystery of Christ. He talked a, bit, a little bit about um, our work environments and how mm-hmm. oftentimes we like think, well, if only I'm like out, if only like something changes and I'm not here anymore. Like we always think that we're in a spot that we're not supposed to be in mm-hmm. some, not always, but sometimes we're like, well, this isn't, this isn't where we'll have that subconscious, this isn't where God wants me kind mm-hmm. of thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and just that fact that God has placed us exactly where mm-hmm. we are for a reason. And um, he talked about like, and rather than thinking of being an employee of Starbucks or an employee of In-N-Out, being an employee of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and you're just in the context of a of a coffee shop or a, yeah. or a burger joint. Yeah. I think about that a lot with um, being in ministry and... Um, I think I've talked about it on this spot before, but like wondering what my witness could be outside of a ministry role where that is my job. Um, I was kind of talking to my mom about it a little bit um, last week about like what would it, what would it look like if I didn't work for a church? Like how mm-hmm. would I be different and what more opportunities would I have? Yeah. And she just reminded me like God's going to use you wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. So just be diligent to to do what he's calling you to. So um, I think we we tend to look at our circumstances um, like a glass half empty mm-hmm. and like the grass is greener somewhere else yeah. or like you compare yourself to somebody else and the, the work that they do or the whatever. But like it's totally true. Like we're called to steward where what God has put in our lives and to, to – um, he talked about like, instead of looking at, um, well in context of like the gospel, but instead of, um, looking at sharing it as your responsibility, looking at it as sharing it as your privilege and Mm -hmm. like how, um, I can even switch my view of where I work or like the context of work that I do, like, instead of looking at it as it's my job to, to be in ministry, like it's my privilege to be in ministry. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a privilege for me to work with my volunteers and to, um, shepherd them and, and care for them and, um, be in the roles that I'm in is like, like I should be thankful that that's where the Lord's put Mm me. So. And it's interesting, like that's nothing about that has to do with circumstance. It's all Mm -hmm. like your perspective. Totally. Like nothing in your role changes as much as it's just like a a perspective or a hard attitude change. Yeah. Um, I liked how he, I mean, 
for me, one of the things that he talked about how um, the same things that prevent him from sharing this mystery of Christ, yes. like haven't changed since he was in seventh grade. Right. Yeah. And I found that like, I mean, it's so true. It's like, so true. You think that you're an adult and you're grown up and you know, those things don't concern you anymore. Yeah. And I think really what we get good at is covering them up. Like we're totally. just not as good as we were in junior high at covering mm-hmm. them up. And so, yeah. um, and just that idea that, um, God calls the unqualified. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't anything special about Paul. Yeah. Um, like the only thing special about him was that he was willing to be used. Mm-hmm. Like that was what qualified him. Nothing, sure. um, nothing else. And yeah. and he and PJ, you know, talked about that idea that whoever's on the like, there's nothing more significant about the person communicating from the stage mm-hmm. than the person in the audience. Like right. we are all equally qualified to share mm-hmm. this mystery. Like if it's been revealed to us, then it is our privilege to go and help reveal it to totally. others. So Yeah, I like that you brought that up because um, I was thinking about like what are my insecurities? And I think sometimes I'll look at like a, a situation where I could easily like have shared the gospel or talked about the Lord in a conversation mm-hmm. and I get like this anxiety of like, well, what if they don't want to hear it? Yeah. Or like, what if they get mad at me and think yeah. I'm being like critical of them? Or um, I think PJ even mentioned like, what if they judge me for what I say? And like, I've thought about that too. And like, I'll saying it differently than you said. Like, I know that it's been said, um, or I've heard it before about how he equips those that God equips those who he calls. So like, mm-hmm. so much of like, yeah, in the moment, we may not feel like we know what to say, but how cool is it to watch the Holy Spirit work through us to give us the words to say? And it's not like we should be lazy and not like study or know, but mm-hmm. um, like in those situations where we feel insufficient or we feel scared or nervous or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's a good place to be mm-hmm. because then you're not doing it in your own strength and your own power. Right. You have to look to the Holy yeah. Spirit mm-hmm. to give you the words or to strengthen you or whatever it is. And like, that's going to be so much more. The Holy spirit working through Jane is going to be so much more effective than Jane working through Jane to Mm -hmm. communicate the gospel or whatever. So I think that's a good reminder of nothing we do should be in our own strength. Mm -hmm. That everything we do is through the power that the Holy spirit brings us. Yeah. I like how, I mean, just the, um, I feel like the motivation that we have, we can have is he tied it back to that Philippians two that like every knee is going to bow mm-hmm. and every tongue is going to confess mm-hmm. in heaven, on earth and below the earth yeah. that Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to happen. It's inevitable. That's mm-hmm. a truth. That's a fact. Like mm-hmm. nothing's going to change that. Yeah. And it is our privilege to share totally. and to have that bowing the knee and confessing Jesus beyond this side mm-hmm. of things rather than when it's too late. Yeah. Um, so that's like the, I, that's like where the urgency comes in. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like there's a only a matter of time like right. we have here. So, yeah. And I think even tying it back to the very first chapter in Ephesians and things that I've like been struggling through with my students of like, has he called me? Who am I? Am I of the elect or whatever? Like, what's even the point of sharing the gospel then? And even like learning that in, in residency in Romans too, of like, yeah, we don't know who the Lord's called or chosen or whatever, but it's still like, God still allows us to enter into that process of sharing with him and Mm -hmm. like to look at it as such a privilege instead of like, okay, I have to tell these people because how else will they hear? Like Mm -hmm. they'll hear no matter what, whether we do it or not. Yeah. 
but um like it was a cool perspective switch for me of like wow this really is a privilege that mm-hmm. the lord's given me and how can i use that um perspective to um i don't know if i want to say like get more excited about sharing the gospel but like kind of mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's just cool I've thought just taking it back a little bit and like thinking of the Ephesians series as a whole and seeing like the different communication um, characteristics or skills that like a Brad or a Shay or a PJ have and just how cool it is to, I feel like I I look at scripture from a different angle a little bit when each of them is communicating and I get, I like how like they're, all of them are very, very, very gifted and talented and they've, um, they work so well as a team and when each one of them is communicating like I'm learning so much. Totally. Well, even looking at it as, um, like listeners won't know, but like even the perspective you took in WSM with the message about uh, how Mm -hmm. last week's message, you took a different perspective of having barriers and walls Mm -hmm. or whatever. And like, at first, as I was thinking, like, as I was listening, I'm like, wait, are we a week off or whatever? But then like, as it was tied in, I'm like, this is a totally different perspective that I haven't even thought of Mm -hmm. about, um, Gosh, I don't even remember what passage we were in, but I think like you're totally right. It's like it's an awesome way of looking at Ephesians through totally different lenses with mm-hmm. each um communicator and how we're left with this like holistic view of Ephesians mm-hmm. and what it means to love Christ because he loved us first and mm-hmm. to to go back to him because he he chose us and loved us and saved us and um I think it's going to set the church up to Mm -hmm. like succeed in that, in that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's really Yeah. I don't know who originally came up with the, like the theme or the tagline for the series, but the, like the love first love was Mm -hmm. very, very, very fitting. I thought. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next week we'll be continuing on with Ephesians chapter three. Yep. Um, so we'll hear, I don't know who's, do you know who's preaching next week? I think it might be Brad. Might be Brad. Who knows? Who knows? We'll Only see. Time will tell. <laughs> the mystery. Oh my the gosh. We'll reveal of, it to you on, on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will um, be back in just a minute with our very own Andrew File. And in the meantime, listen to a little bit more Citizen. back with producer Andrew File. <laughs> Andrew, is this number nine? 
Oh, I think I, 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 I don't track. remember. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know how many I'll times you've been like on the show. I'll say it's like 10 or 11. Oh, you're no, going to go just, for double just, digits. <laughs> wow. The most I just want to inflate, right? inflate my numbers. So. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to pad his stats. <laughs> yeah, I'm pad his Either way, stats, you're sure. beating PJ. Yes. That's oh, all we care that's about. That's all that matters. That's all that we and care Jeremiah about. And Jeremiah Spears. Oh, that's true. You are. You are the front runner of the most spout cast visits from... An interviewee. Well, Who was the first guest ever? Me. You know? yeah. Oh, you were? Well, yeah. <laughs> little did I know. Man. Good old <laughs> co-host over here. No, it was Sarah and Christian. From the start? Yeah, on GarageBand. Oh. Yeah. GarageBand. We played um, some trivia game and I won. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. You won. So, Andrew, um, yeah. your role is kind of in transition, a little wobbly with what you're really doing you're kind of in two different roles right now. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing and where you're going. Yeah, I was joking with somebody. They said, every time you're on the spout cast, it's because you have a job change. It's so, true. Yeah. So he's at number nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, job change. So uh, I've been the campus pastor. I took over for Dave Albold at the Fig Garden campus. Right. Um, so that has been awesome. Uh, what ended up happening is John Lorente, who is our missions director, decided to pursue a different career. And so Brad uh, came to me and said, hey, so do you want to be our missions director again? Uh, and I said, potentially, I would love to have an admin. And uh -huh. I'd also love to have some help uh, with our extended family and a little global kind of support. And uh, Holly Collins, who has been a, a missionary extended family member for us yeah. for man, five years, uh, said she would come on part-time. That's cool. And so those things just fell into place, and I am very excited to be transitioning into that role. Mm -hmm. um, Brad announced at our family gathering a couple weeks ago that Shay is going to be coming to Fig. Yeah, so, you're taking him from us. Hey, I know, I know. I'm a little bitter buddy about that, <laughs> I do have to say. As people at Fig hear about it, they are pumped. I'm so sure they're losing excited. their minds. They are. <laughs> so word hasn't fully spread, and we haven't really announced it on a Sunday either, just now. <laughs> I don't want to increase his workload here yet. But anyways, all that to say, he's going to be hopefully transitioning over in the next couple of weeks, and then I can go fully into missions. But I've been carrying uh, two jobs since December. Yeah. So. Man. So you're feeling a little tired. I am very <laughs> tired, especially on the heels of City Summit and then coming yeah. and serve day. So. so tell us about City Summit. Yeah. So City Summit started seven years ago. It's a local missions conference. Really, um, you know, a lot of people, as they look at the city, they see the problems of Fresno. Mm -hmm. They see uh, homelessness, poverty, um, human trafficking. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's we're known bad air quality, water issues. Mm -hmm. they, you see all these problems. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the Christian worldview should help us look at our city and go, man, what does God want to do here? Yeah. And so that's this is a conference that asks those questions. Uh, definitely more of an urban conference and yeah. looking at the issues of our city, uh, but very from a positive light and looking at the assets in our community. Mm -hmm. um, and so we bring in speakers, inter international or, or national speakers, um, and come and speak. We have uh, breakouts. And uh, so it's a Friday, Saturday deal. Uh, we do it every year kind of around this time in March, so the middle of March. And we had a pastor, a theologian, Soon Chan Ra. He is a Korean brother from uh, North Park Seminary in Chicago. And cool. so he came and spoke. And he, at the same time, was brilliant mm -hmm. 
and you're like, that guy is so smart. I don't even know some <laughs> of the things you're saying right now. Yeah. And then at the same time, really personal oh, and cool. um, just shared his journey and his story. And uh, he's writing a book, uh, commentary on Lamentations. No way. Wow. Yeah, which like <laughs> nobody, I, I don't know if I've fully read ever, you know. Wow. And uh, had just some really good stuff on like seeing the city and mourning with the issues of our city, mm. yet mm. rejoicing that our God is a God that rebuilds. Yeah. And, That's cool. Um, so that was really the takeaway from the conference, uh, I'd say. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of speakers and breakout leaders, you know, even some staff from the well did yeah. some breakouts. So we had about 300 people there uh, for over the two different days and awesome time. So I'd recommend FresnoCitySummit.org. Uh, we'll post some of the audio, video, and photos from that. And then next year, um, yeah, if you go there, you will uh, you can uh, kind of get more information. We're on Facebook, too. So That's cool. Um, but as, as the well, you know, I've really seen it as a cool event to help, um, help it happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the planning team. That's cool. um, and so the well has been gracious to allow some of my work time to actually mm-hmm. go to helping this conference That's happen. Cool. Um, and so it's been really, really fun to be a part of it. I know I've heard from some friends who went last year. It's kind of like an, um, and I feel like maybe I can say like for me, when I did the, um, race panel, when I went to the race panel, that you put on, um, that was like a huge exposure thing for yeah. me. And I feel like I've heard the same about some staff who have gone to city summit that it's a, like totally opens their eyes to yeah. things that, I mean, we don't, we're not aware of. Yeah. Would you say that's right? Oh yeah. I mean, even just worship styles, right? So yeah. like we had a dance crew <laughs> on Friday night that's awesome. uh, and Saturday flags, no. you know, and, wow. and we really are trying to represent the worship style of Fresno. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, we had songs in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had African songs. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know, really gospel, you yeah. know, African-American kind of style worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, like, Lord, I lift your name on high or yeah, whatever, yeah. like standard. <laughs> your uh, 90s worship yeah, song. Yeah. Some <laughs> Phil Wickham or whatever. Um, so I think it really is trying to embrace those different styles. So yeah, it's totally, uh, some of it's, Oh, I've never uh, seen that or, you know, never done that. Um, but I think that's the beauty of the, um, big C church in Fresno is, and like Brad talked about that a couple of weeks ago is that, you know, there's 500 something churches in Fresno and they all don't worship like the well. So you get to worship. I mean, the crew there is so ethnically diverse, Mm -hmm comes from so many different churches and I think it's, it's beautiful. That's you know? cool. Yeah. I was That's talking cool. with, I talked with someone uh, Sunday morning at service and they were saying that in a, like a very healthy, good way, the difference in worship styles, like took them out of their comfort zone and was yeah. kind of like eye opening to an extent. Cause you only see one, one um, style or um, framework for worshiping at the well. And so like seeing all these different ways of you're still worshiping, mm-hmm. you know, you're still worshiping the same God. That's yeah. Cool. Um, so that's cool. So kind of transitioning from City Summit now to how the well is playing things out a little bit, um, taking a role in our city. Tell us a little bit about Serve Day and what we can look forward to with that in a couple weeks. Yeah, totally. So Serve Day, we're kind of rolling, if you were around last year, it's a lot of the same, is uh, really... um, seeing our church be mobilized throughout the city. So mm-hmm. instead of staff planning it, organizing it, our teams at the well and our life groups have really done a lot of work of uh, finding organizations or projects or ideas to serve in their neighborhood mm-hmm. or like with an organization mm-hmm. in the city. And so I think there's like 60 different opportunities throughout That's the cool. city 
uh, where people are serving, and then the ch- the church gets a chance to sign up and mm-hmm. and be a part of one of those. And yeah. so, um, we'll you know I think it still really is important to do it on a Sunday because mm-hmm. it says something, right? Yeah. It says like you know at least at Fig I don't know how every other campus end, but we always say go be the church, sure. mm-hmm. and yeah, we so we can say that on a mm-hmm. Sunday, but. If we have service every Sunday, yeah. <laughs> it says it's about a building and, totally. and about an event on a Sunday. And so yeah. canceling the service and, and serving, I think, is important. And so uh, so we're going to meet at the Smith Camp House, uh, Fresno State, on the mm-hmm. 30th. Yep. Um, we'll do a short worship service there mm-hmm. and then go from these projects. And so uh, I think, you know, I, I talked to Jessica, my admin, last week, and she said, uh, 500 plus people had signed up just in last week. That's awesome. So I'd be, I know um, she said she had like 97 emails to get to today. Oh, so I'm man. sure she had a ton of people That's that crazy. signed up even from yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so really encouraging just to see. And as I look over the list of various projects, you know, I'm pretty connected in the city and I, I know what's happening. And I don't even know uh, like half or three quarters of these things. Hmm. It's yeah. just people going, I see a need in my neighborhood and I want to help reach mm-hmm. it uh, and serve and be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, you know, it tags along really closely with PJ's mm-hmm. message this yeah, last Sunday. Yeah, for sure. I think I like um, how cool it is to see um, the the one thing that he one thing that he said was how um, we can look at sharing the gospel from instead of a responsibility to a privilege and like how we can even use serve day to um, use our gifts and use um, change our mind frame from going to church to be in the church. And um, I just think it's going to be, I always love the Sunday after serve day, like hearing Mm -hmm. how, what people's experiences were or seeing things blow up on Facebook. And um, I feel like people um, go into it thinking they're going to bless people, but in, and they are encouraged and blessed more than, Mm -hmm then they did the encouraging or blessing. And I just think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's, I've noticed like, I mean, some events you'll see um, like the well posting information about mm-hmm. it on Facebook or like social media. Like yeah. I've seen the people like promoting, like, Hey, I'm doing this project. We yeah. have this join many us. spots mm-hmm. come join us. And it's not from, you know, a staff member. It's from a, someone that's a member, that's a member of the family. And so yeah. I found that really cool. I haven't uh, seen or participated in a mm-hmm. serve day yet, <laughs> um, but I'm really excited. I've like the, just the, the anticipation, the moment momentum, it yeah. seems like just steadily builds as yeah. it gets mm-hmm. closer and closer mm-hmm. to, um, that experience. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I'm seeing too is this year we reached out to uh, not only did we as a church, but I think um, just some of our life groups did reaching out to non Christian either mm-hmm. uh, community members or organizations. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, just seeing like I've even heard from a, an organization where somebody's setting something up and they said, like, wait, why is the church serving us? Like, That's no, cool. no church has ever worked with us in the past. Mm. Um, and I think that is just such a testimony and a way to share the gospel yeah. uh, through our, our group serving with these people. Right these organizations. So I think that's a fun shift for us as we're yeah. going as a church, we want to connect even to organizations outside of the well or outside of the faith yeah. mm-hmm. and be a uh, uh, representative of, of the love that God would call us to mm-hmm. share. And so yeah, that's totally. been fun to see. I've loved seeing the videos too. We've had two now. And just this last Sunday we had, um, Oh man, I'm blanking on her name. Yeah. Trish Carruth for rescue the children and one thing, like, the video was awesome to hear how um, Rescue the Children is impacting um, lives of people. But then um, I think it was um, Chris Schultz in the morning talked about, like, 
how when we passed the bucket that we gave $16,000 to them. And I just like hearing the like rumble in the room was just kind of like, I think people looked at that and thought, wow, like us collectively as different campuses, like it was just another thing where you look at like, I go to Fig or I go to North or I go to Clovis or whatever, like collectively as the well, or even bigger as the church within Fresno or the world, whatever, like we can make a bigger impact impact together than we can individually. And hopefully we'll see that again hmm. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I, I mean, March, March and March and April for me are like fun months working at the well because of serve day, because of city summit. Um, and then next month we're also going to do some missions highlights of our global hmm. teams that cool. are going overseas. Yeah. Um, and some organizations we work with. So it's just a fun month because I think for the people at the well, and I think for Christians in general, we want to be connected to something larger than ourselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, church is great. And I think as we are pushing people out outside, I think people get a fuller vision of the church mm-hmm. and what the church could be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's what Survey Day is about. I think that's mm-hmm. what our uh, exposure trip push in the in April will be about is yeah. man we're part of something so much bigger and uh, it's not just about coming it's mm-hmm. coming to get equipped mm-hmm. to then go take this to our communities sure. and take the gospel out yeah so. totally can you tell us a little bit about um, global missions and even the local thing you mentioned before yeah like I said so I'm seven back into global missions uh, we have teams two teams going to Costa Rica we were going to send one, but we had so many people sign up. We're like, well, might as well have us <laughs> send two. That's awesome. um, so we got a two to Costa Rica, one to Haiti, uh, and to Thailand uh, as well. And uh, so we are, and to Ukraine as well. So hopefully as long as uh, it's not too crazy over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but we are very excited for them, doing a lot of training, equipping with them. So those teams are launched. They're full. Um, we have, uh, some teams coming up in the, in the, uh, in the winter. And then also we're doing something that we're going to start trying to offer, um, you know, exposure trips have typically for us been international and they're, you know, two weeks, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, and I think it's great, especially what we've seen is people in their twenties, mm-hmm. you know, high school, college, uh, post-college right after that can do it. But mm-hmm. once you have like a family, that's, that's hard commitment, yeah. you know, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's two to $3,000. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try and start offering some more shorter, either, weekend or week things. And so we have one this uh, August, the first through the third. Uh, It's going to be a highlight of the unreached people groups here in Fresno. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, some of the Southeast Asian communities, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, what does it mean uh, to reach our neighbors that uh, come from a whole different mm-hmm. context and worldview. Yeah. So there's a couple that goes to Clovis, the Stuckies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to lead that trip, and uh, they have been missionaries for 30 years in different mm-hmm. countries. And so obviously they come with a lot of experience of yeah. how to connect across cultures. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it'll be very interactive. Like you're going to go sit down with a, a Muslim imam mm-hmm. and hear about you know their faith and where they come from. Uh, you'll get to be a part of uh, Ramadan. Will have just wrapped up, and mm-hmm. so you can you know you. Just, yeah. You're going to be in it yeah. versus just like driving by a, a Sikh temple and going like, yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's cool. um, so that's in August. And then this winter, we're going to be going to Africa, to Guinea-Bissau, and then uh, also to Thailand. So just, wow. yeah, keep uh, keep your eyes open for that. 
So for any listeners wanting more information, where can they go? Yeah, I mean, either go to the website. Um, so Karen, go to the website. I'm doing that for her. Uh, go to the website, uh, thewellcommunity.org, and then go to serve and then missions. So you can get all that information there. Um, or you could you know, email me, andrew at thewellcommunity.org, and uh, I would gladly help you. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show again, Andrew. We always love having you. So um, stay tuned. We are going to wrap up the show show. after a little citizens. citizens. And we're back. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to Citizens. I have recently grown a liking to them and have been listening to them all day long today. Um, so we still have Andrew here because we forgot a crucial part. We didn't forget. Maybe we'll say we intentionally <laughs> yeah, left yeah, it. Yeah, so we wanted to totally keep him totally for the closing segment. So. <laughs> so our two truths and a lie game, we can't, we can't just skip it. Can't so end it. Andrew has had a little bit of time to think of his two truths and a lie, and Jane and I will try to debunk which one is which ones are truthful and which one is not true? Try to stump us, Andrew. Try to. All right. Well, I'll just have a smile on my face the whole time, so <laughs> okay. you can't tell Let's which one I'm, I'm okay. laughing. Uh, all right. So I'm born on the 4th of July. Okay. Sky. I've been skydiving twice. Okay. And I've had CPR performed on me. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. I know you were... I'm not saying because I don't want well, Ben to know. Well, I know what you're about to say, so... <laughs> uh, I have my guess. You, okay, go. I think it's the second one. You think he's been sky hasn't been skydiving twice? I don't think he's been skydiving twice. I feel like the CPR might be like uh like it was during a CPR class and so he had it. I guess that's not like fully having CPR form though. Yeah, it's true. I'm also going with the skydiving thing. It's not that I don't think you haven't been, but I don't think you've gone two times. I also kind of want a really cool story about the CPR too. Yeah. So. All right, you what guys is are it? right. Ooh. Oh yeah. I, I thought going two would like add another <laughs> level, but maybe I gave it away. Okay. So have what's you been... with the CPR story? Yeah. Well, so I actually I should have said Heimlich, uh, but I've had the oh. Heimlich maneuver, which I guess oh, is okay. just as close. Yeah, but, I mean, so I You're was still uh, dying. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna <laughs> die. So I really, I really like. I it was bad. So I was turning blue and everything. Oh, How wow. old were you? I was in sixth grade, okay. so uh, snack time during reading time, you know? Oh. Did you guys have reading time where you had to read and you could eat snacks? No? Not in okay. sixth grade. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so sixth grade, Baker's I'm reading, field. and I, I brought a huge old orange from my grandma's tree, and it was like, all right, put away your snacks. And so I just, I mean, I jammed like half of it oh in my, my mouth. Gosh. And just, ooh, ooh, ooh. 
and I just like could not, you know, could not breathe. I started turning blue. Oh my gosh. And then my classmates were like, oh, Andrew's choking. My teacher came over, Heimlich maneuver, uh, just went right down. Gotta, oh, so, love, the yeah. Mrs., Gotta love the teachers. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Castello. Oh, I owe my life to her. Forever so. indebted. Yeah. <laughs> So announcements wise, go to the website, thewellcommunity.org for information about any of the trips that Andrew talked about. Um, you can also sign up for Serve Day projects under at thewellcommunity.org under the Serve tab, um, Get Connected tab, and then Serve. Um, and then if you are a WSM student or a parent of a WSM student, Friday night, oh, yes. this Friday... Ben, what's going on? Bingo night. Bingo. <laughs> Our very own Jane Fawcett is going to be the bingo caller. I couldn't believe he asked me. She has a lot of experience. She we do this often have, at the Welly Deli. She's been training for years for this day. It's true. So there will be bingo night here at the North Campus uh, at 7 p.m. on Friday night. It's going to be a blast. Come yeah. out. There will be prizes, fun, uh-huh. snacks. And a, a really good, good bingo caller. And a really good bingo caller. You will really never have I to get be. Brad Bell's microphone. You will never have to be. What'd you call? What'd you call? I know. You'll never be that person because they, she'll just call it so so well. So well. Well, thank you guys for listening in to another edition of our Spoutcast. This is the Spout. And we're out.
Australia.